All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a potty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Unique. Yeah, that's not the same. That's not the same Brian in your face. Brian Chesko. Dave, I think you overcompensated a little bit, though. I had to do something after getting called out in the last pod. That's true. If you're listening to these episodes in order in our podcast feed, then you know that we're going through what is a yearly tradition for this podcast. We are giving a special episode to each of the three promoted clubs. Yes, we are. To the new Premier League season. This is the third and final one in our series. We're going to talk about Aston Villa today. Welcome back, Villa. Relevance. Absolutely Finally, some right. relevance. Relevance to what, Brian? Relevance to our decision making and and the actual Premier League. You feel good about Aston Villa. Feel better about Aston Villa than I do about either of the other two clubs. Listen, Aston Villa, and everyone knows this. Is no secret. Is was the biggest club in the championship that shouldn't be there, right? I mean, they have a fantastic home feet ground, and it seats a ton of people, and they are. I'm going to let you tell... Why are you looking at me like that? I'm going to let you tell you're everyone... You're infringing on my territory understood, here, man. Understood, but what I'm saying is Villa, the villains, are back. The villains. And, man, they even got a cool nickname. That's like, true. Hey, welcome back, Aston Villa. They got young, young, stylish, handsome stars. What's not to like about Aston Villa? I'm interested to hear more about these young, handsome stars. Oh, man. Okay. All right. We'll but go. we'll get there in a second. You'll get to discuss who's FPL relevant as we get towards the end of this show. Brian's going to teach us how to say somebody's name on this Yeah, squad. man. Someone who probably, uh, so, someone's name who we will need to know throughout the season. There's a few on the, there's a few here that I would have been happy to do, but the, That's true. We, got a, we got a good one. That's true. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm going to start with the unofficial, incomplete club history of Aston Villa. Dave, sounds like you're very excited to hear this, so I hope I don't disappoint. You better bring it. All right, they are the villains. They were founded in 1874, the oldest of the three clubs yeah. coming up this season. They've been playing in Villa Park since 1897, which is amazing. Villa Park, okay. Villa Park. There's no doubting that that is a football ground right there. Villa, Villa Park, Park, man. I, we got to go to Villa Park today. It's going to be a rough one. I mean, people are saying that, right? Rough one, like they're going to lose some matches this season. Is that what you're saying? Or some teeth. <laughs> no one was just walks in and out of Villa Park without a few bruises. We're not endorsing hooliganism, just to be clear. They are in the Premier League because they won the championship playoffs last season. Grinders. After finishing grinders, fifth. Scott. Sorry, West Brom. They play in Birmingham. Sorry, Leeds. Birmingham is their biggest rival. 
When the two clubs play, it's what's known as the Second City Derby. This makes way more sense because that's the maybe I knew I probably knew that they played in Birmingham, but maybe I didn't fully click because there's a a series in Netflix called Peaky Blinders, which is fantastic if anyone watches it. But it's filmed in Birmingham, or so they say. Sure. And like it's that's rough and tumble, man. That's like I get. A hundred years ago. Ah, man, I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, for, you gotta be tough. If you're from Birmingham, things, you gotta be tough. Things man. still are just like that now. <laughs> Could be the most hilarious derby of all, too. The Birmingham the second, Villa dar- derby. The Second City derby. Second City. Oh, I see what you did there. Second American, City, of course. American listeners know what you mean, Brian. Go ahead. A hotbed for American humor for the last Saturday 30, Night Live. Town. Last 30, 40 years. That's exactly right. I didn't know what the hell y'all are talking about well some of us do. my wife would be upset with me actually i do know what second city is but there so is. many people don't know what second city is well look it up aston villa has a history of american ownership they're partially owned currently by an american a billionaire named wes edens wes edens edens what's like, his uh what's his what's his financial background it's all white collar man all financial. oh great was it some sort of stupid like hedge fund internet funds. startup in the no, dot no. com boom and he sold at the right time? No, no. It's more of a more recent than that. Oh, okay. It's good. much more just straight white collar financial. I can't remember what company it's like White Rock or something like that. White Rock. Nothing that the English like more than the American nouveau riche coming to <laughs> coming to their shores and buying their clubs. That's... Exactly Wonderful right. Guys, uh, UK listeners to this podcast, we are not part of the problem, just to be clear. We want to be part of the solution. No doubt. We're, we're here to build a bridge. Villa has a rich history of trophies. This is this is clear. Dave, you referenced this a little bit at the start of this show. They won the European Cup in 1981-82 season. They've won the First Division seven times, the most recent being in 80-81. They've won the FA Cup seven times. That most recent one dates back to the 50s been a while but seven times in their history they've won the league cup five times the most recent being in the mid 90s and they've won the uefa super cup in 1982 they've only been away from the premier league for three seasons and now they're finally back and they might be poised to stay for a little bit it doesn't feel like they're gone for three seasons i know right man that's what they were they were but they're back now they're managed by dean smith but everyone knows their assistant coach more Dean Smith? Yeah. I thought he passed away. Different This is not a basketball UNC college basketball podcast. Oh, shoot. Okay. But everyone knows their assistant coach, John Terry. Or at least we do. Like, yep. So uh, he has to get referenced here as well. And so, uh, you know, hey, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting season with Aston Villas we're going to get into. I'm going to wrap this part of the podcast up, though, with a limerick, as I often do. I've one especially for Aston Villa. Can I share it with you, Dave? Oh, I have been waiting with bated breath. Nothing get, nothing this podcast needs in the ramp up the filth. Yeah, get get the squeaky toy ready, Dave. Oh, you ready? Wow, you're warning me before you even start. Yeah, okay. get, get it ready. All right. Here we go. Being a villain can at times get hairy. You can never get accused of being a fairy. It's good that they're back, bringing quite the attack. But did they have to bring... <laughs> John Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, Brian. There is what you were looking for. Bring on the filth. (laughs) Sorry, Chelsea fans.
No, I don't apologize. Screw Chelsea fans. <laughs> I don't care if any Chelsea fan ever listens to this. Screw Chelsea fans. Hey, hey, hey. That's one twentieth of our uh, I listenership. Doubt it. I could ki- All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> All right, so we know how to say John Terry's name, but Brian, there's probably someone else whose name we need to learn. Can you please teach us before the season? Yeah, there was begins? one guy that I was interested in learning how to say his name whenever I looked at it. All right. Share it with us now. You want to learn how to say this guy's name? How to say with Brian J. Let's get it going. Dave, can you put a music on it? I'm sure we can do something. I wanted the music to be uh, Wesley's Theory by Kendrick Lamar, but we need to keep this podcast clean now that we've ramped up the filth (laughs) to an excessive degree. So um, let's just go with, um, well, that's not going to be Ice Ice Baby. That's too clean. Uh, Let's do... um, Bust a Move by Young MC. One of go. my favorite songs of all time. I know. Have we ever asked every for that? word? Never. Okay, good. Wait, just, wait, 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 wait. Instead of Dave getting the song and playing it underneath, why doesn't he just sing it while you do your thing? Oh, you know what else it could be? Now that I'm thinking of it, all right, fine. It could be. Um, I wish. What's his name? The. I wish I was a little bit taller. That. What's the? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I did something. Skilo? Skilo! Yes, there you go, Dave. Skilo, Skilo. Let's do that instead. Okay. Just because it is, it does have some slight relevance to this guy's real life. Okay. Wesley's uh, theory gives it away a little bit. I think it's Well, right. so this episode's How to Say is, one, me dodging the Urian uh, Island <laughs> oh with a line through it Norwegian bullet. Oh, I'm disappointed. I and, wanted that. And me looking a little deeper into the Aston Villa striker situation, which is currently at two total players, I think. <laughs> what does 22 million pounds get you these days? It gets you a guy named Wesley. This is probably what we'll just be calling this guy this season. Uh, coming to Villa from Club Bruges, where he scored a respectable 13 goals last season. The question is... Can he replace Tammy Abraham's 25 goals? Not even close. And can I stall any longer from saying his name? You're, you're the, working good on The that. answer is probably no to both. Actually, this one's kind of easy. Morice is the pronunciation of the last. Wesley Morice. Just like I need more ice okay. in this little glass over here. Sure, okay. Um, interesting personal fact that you can read about in the article about him in The Guardian right now. His left leg is three centimeters shorter than his right leg. What? I'm not joking. Does, is it noticeable? Like, I wish it, I was a little bit into taller. his shoes. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> There's the connection to this song. Unbelievable. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Brian, Brian is a, he's just a wizard. Freaking brilliant. So he's got this, actually this story, I mean, this guy's got, I mean, he's overcome many challenges, personal setbacks and difficulties, including a, what could be seen, you know, could have been, who knows, a disability of some kind to him, but He's dealing with a leg that's shorter than the other, and he's <laughs> overcome. Can you believe that? <laughs> no. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I just, I'm hearing the song. 
I wish it was a little bit taller in the background. <laughs> he's definitely a baller, though, it sounds like. Yes, he is, he is a baller. He's, he is a, he's a 22 million pound I mean, baller. When you have a disability, you're still able to have a club. It's it's not a gigantic amount, but it is. I mean, it's enough that it would affect the way he walks. Yeah. It looks like he walks with a bit of a limp. And he's not the only player that's done that. They reference another a Brazilian player who had the same issue. And it's his was more significant. It's prominent in Brazil, I guess, having Palestine. Either way, um, I think it's worth just mentioning him just because he's so... I mean, he's that's a lot of money for them to drop on a guy who... Absolutely. Who has had a increasing success in his club history but not like the kind of success that you look at to say we got to get this guy so and you know when he's replacing you expect he's replacing tammy abraham who was outstanding last season so the question is can he step right in is he the kind of player that can do that abraham was huge for them last yeah year. not been able to get him back obviously chelsea's probably going to hold on to him because they can't sign anyone right so that's a major bonus to have that type of a guy being loaned out. So, yeah, that's a huge loss for Villa. So, yep. Dave, without Abraham, who's going to step in and be FPL relevant for the upcoming season? Scott, great question. So, look, as we've already referenced, Villa is a is the big club. It's a little engine that could, right? I mean, everyone knows that they're a bigger club. For, for whatever reason, they got relegated four years ago and stayed down for three years. And they finally made it back, right? And and they, they had to grind to make it back. They had to win the F, the uh, championship playoff, which is not an easy thing to do. Right. And they did it as a fifth seed. So it wasn't like they were dominant in the championship last yeah. year, right? Look, I don't know how in the heck this is going to happen. Because I'll tell you this. When I started doing some research, it's fascinating to me. I, I, I'm looking at their top six players listed on the FPL website. Okay. And then I went to their personal website, Aston Villa's website, and uh, and or uh, no, I was clicking on their names on the FPL website, and none of the top six players had a Villa kit on. It's true. Matt Target is listed there. He's yeah. got a Southampton kit. Tyrone Mings is there. Has a Born Bournemouth kit. El Mohamedy has a, a Hall's kit. James Chester has a West Brom kit. Neil Taylor has a Swansea kit. I'm like, holy crap, did they just bring in a whole new team? You didn't even get to Courtney House, who probably has a Wolves kit. No, I did not. So, look, I'll say this. Um, three players, prominent players in their defense left over from last year is El Mohamedy, who did play with Hull, James Chester, and Neil Taylor. All three of those guys are decent are decent footballers. I'm not saying they're world beaters. I'm just saying, you know what? They're they're easily could play for a team that could finish 14th or 15th. They're going to the try to make the defense work now, with a makeshift backup defense. Fine. They're, now, they're they're all backup defenders or B B list defenders. One of their no. signings, they're 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 one of their uh, more expensive signings, Matt Target. Yeah. From yeah. Southampton. They brought him in to play left back. Okay, so so you know he's going to be playing. And you know John Terry is there over the defense. And for whatever reason, he's a Chelsea player, and I hated him. Yeah. But I tell you, I respected him a lot. 
They um, really have to hope that their chemistry, John, that John, the, the sum Terry, of the whole is greater than John the individual John Terry was parts. one of the greatest center backs. Sure, I totally get ever. it. But I, I still, I'm looking at these names, and it's like, yeah, we know those names because they've played in the Premier League before, but none of them were great. They're all backups at best. Understood. But I can dare you, tell you this. They went out and signed Tyrone Mings, and they also went out and signed Erzy Konza, Okay, and and I'm not. I don't know enough about Kanza, but I know this: if John Terry has any say in the center backs that they're signing, which seems like that would make sense, since he was obviously one of the best center backs England has ever seen. He's seeing something in those guys, and you can't tell me that he's not going to be in a position to coach those guys up. Some of the holes going to have to be greater. Tyrone Mings has parts. physical talent. If it's the mental thing that he's lacking, that might be something that might be able to be added via. John Terry. I'm just saying I'm not banking on it, but again, we're looking for small nuggets in a team. Look, just like Newcastle two years ago, Villa has that feeling of the bigger club that should stay up. And yeah, I, and, but and, do you think Newcastle is going to stay up in their current condition? This is not a Newcastle podcast, but do you think that's going to be possible? No, losing Rafa Benitez is horrible. And, and their and top two forwards. Their owner is a complete tool. Yeah. So Aston Villa is trying to piece it together. They're spending money um, big time. They They're, lost. They have spent 115 million pounds. Yes. Eight guys at least at they this point. They have sold zero. So Villa's not. They are f- trying to fool them their way into staying in yes. the league. And it's funny because now that we're on the third of three promotion podcasts for this new season, we have compared each one of these three promoted clubs to one of last year's promoted clubs. That's true. And if we're comparing them to Fulham, this is not going to go well for them. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying they're spending like Fulham spent. If they spend better and that they have better managing, better coaching, Fulham couldn't hardly keep a manager, right? So I, I feel like Villa is a more stable organization than Fulham was. Matt it's Target just, it's is... It's just my gut. It's sure, just my gut feeling. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, Fulham signed some older players... Villa hasn't just done that. We've talked about Wesley. He's not old. Mm. Matt Target's still pretty young. No. Tyron Mings is getting there, but it's not, you know, he's, he's 26. Not, he's fine. He's great. Yeah, he's, that's I fine. like it. I mean, I like that for Matt Target. I like the opportunity. Yeah, there's no doubt. When he was, uh, as he filled in last season for when Ryan Bertrand was injured a lot of the season, Matt Target put in. 77 crosses i think it was you guys in know 16 how, appearances absolutely I, I just think and so I, you guys know how i feel about young english players going to mid-table lower table clubs to get more playing time and to yeah. spread out the wealth like like aaron wan like, love that I, I hate that aaron wan is at manchester united now if he's amazing that's great good for him he's he's reached the pinnacle of his career at, at one of the highest clubs he can possibly go to that's perfect wilfried zaha he wants to go somewhere, maybe Arsenal, maybe somewhere else. He doesn't want to be a Crystal Palace. He wants to see if he can make it at a bigger club. I don't know, man. Make it at the club you're at. You're going to play every minute that you want to play at Crystal Palace. I love that Matt Target is going to Aston Villa. He's at Southampton. Southampton's established, but Matt Target's not a regular in the Southampton lineup. No. He could potentially be a regular in the Aston Villa lineup, and if he can help keep them up for the next five seasons by being a regular in their lineup and, and make a great career out of it at Aston yeah. Villa... Great job, Matt Target. Yeah. yeah. I want to play 
not that I am in personally involved in this, but if I was Matt Target, I'd want to play somewhere every match where I can contribute to something positive than I would wanting to go sit on the bench and Fabian Delph my way through my time at City. Um, something that Villa does too, and it's one of the reasons why just what we saw, the little bit that we saw Matt Target last season, I think it fits immediately into what at least what Aston Villa did last season. They average 26 crosses per game. 75% of their attack came on the left and right sides of the pitch. So 38% of the time of their attacking was on the right side, 37% on the left side. Matt Target, I mean, that's what he did when he was at Southampton for six for 13 starts, I think it was. So I just... I, I it is their game or was their championship game plan. Will it still work in the Premier League? I don't know that they'll be able to be nearly as buccaneering as that in the in this in the Premier League, but but yeah, I mean you like that I like that style and it definitely you can see that it works. And Dave, every single one of these defenders is listed at 4.5. We've yes. already discussed if you if anyone's listening to these podcasts in the order of their release, we've got a 4.0 discount bench defender already lined up from Norwich City. Is there a reason why we might want a Matt Target at 4.5 as our fourth defender? Well, I'll say this. So their, their opening schedule is not bad. They start They're, at Tottenham. They start at Tottenham. That's not great. But then the next the next three weeks or four weeks, they're home to Bournemouth, home to Everton, at Palace, home to West Ham. That's not bad. You, no, it, ease, it definitely eases up, and it's the kind of the reversal of, of the other two clubs, the other two promoted sides. Where there's a lot of more useful, not necessarily good. Again, I don't think playing at. I mean, it's a little bit different now at Crystal Palace without Aaron Wan Bissaka in the defense, but they're not great. But it's not, Palace, it's not. A ni- it's not Crystal a Palace nice. It's not a nice. Down right now, right. compared to last year. It's not a nice place to play. But I'm it's. Not but right now, it's not. It's not killer. Aston Villa sure. won't be scared to go to Crystal. Palace. No. no. Look, what their biggest hole is filling Tammy Abraham's hole that he left when he when because he's gone, he's not coming back, right? No, he's you know, Wesley's not. at six. Jonathan Kajaya is at five point five. Not sure if I'm saying that right. I was gonna say that's bold. Now he had nine goals to assist for them last year. Connor Horahane, Horahan, I don't know how to say. Yeah, it, had eight goals, eleven assists last year. Six pounds in the midfield. Yeah. Jack, Jack Grealish. You got to talk about Jack Grealish. Yeah, sure. So he was their highest rated player all around, but he had six goals, seven assists. Now, that could be something that he's the type of guy that, that very possibly could step up to the occasion and have those same type of numbers. Like, Scott, that's not He's gonna... just got to stay off the laughing gas, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Right? Look, I'm just saying Jack Grealish has the type of talent to be rumored to have transferred to a bigger club for, for the last couple of years. That's right. Has stayed with them. You. Come on, six goals, seven assists. If we finish the end of this season where Jack Grealish has six goals, seven assists, is that going to surprise you? Yes. Would it? To get the same stats in the Premier League as he I did in know, the championship look, last year? He's a younger me? player that is going to continue to get better, and st- and I think he he's the type of guy who steps up to the challenge. All right. I'm not, I'm not owning him at six pounds. No, I get that. I understand that. I think they're better better – Midfield Places options, to go. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But look, if he starts the season and starts doing some stuff, I, I think, look, to be fair, 
With John Terry running that defense, and I have to believe as an assistant coach, him being the history that he has, he's going to be in charge of that defense. You there? I think there might be a nugget of value in either Target Mings, possibly Taylor and Orkanza. One of those players who, you know, it's yet to see who's going to be starting. I don't yeah. know who's going to be starting. It won't surprise me, though, if that's where there's a little bit of value. It's good. All right. One thing that I noticed about uh, all three of the promoted clubs, and again, if you listen to this in order, we've discussed all three to this point. None of them are in London. A little diversity in where these clubs are playing in the country of England. I think it's a good thing. No, it's absolutely. We've it's lost Wales. Thing. We've lost Wales temporarily, but uh, we've we've diversified in the country of England. We gained Birmingham back. We got Birmingham back. That's exactly right. Uh, so that ends our series of the promoted club episodes. We hope you've enjoyed this and maybe gotten some nuggets out of this. Again, last year we had a good track record. We kind of nailed it on the Wolves one especially. And so hopefully uh, you found some benefit in listening to these three episodes. Coming up now, uh, over the next couple of weeks, as we get even closer to the start of the new season, we're going to talk about some FPL strategy, just a general strategy pod in relation to the rules of, of how Fantasy Premier League works. And then in the last episode before game week one, we're going to tell you how we are going to start the season. We're going to give you our insights into what players fit the strategies that we're going to discuss and who we're going to start the season with. And so we hope that you'll stay with us. We will give you everything that you need going into the new 2019-2020 season. Scott, there might be a little bit of a bonus episode thrown in there. Oh. I, I might. I went to uh, an Arsenal preseason match here in Charlotte. Yeah. They played Fiorentina. Had uh, it was excited about it. Went with my son. Had some good seats. Nice. And... Uh, Man, had some great pictures, some good videos, great experiences. I might do a small pot on that, not that anyone cares, but it could be funny. We don't, fun. but sure, uh, exactly. bonus that. bonus episodes are always good. And you know what? As the guy who does a lot of bonus episodes, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't deny you one. Right, fair enough. I appreciate it. It is a little bit of an oxymoron, though, to call it an Arsenal moment if it's going to be an entire episode. But that might just be funny. Moment doesn't. It's timeless. Oh, okay. It could be a yeah. You long wish it was moment. It could be a short <laughs> moment. Yeah, we gotta rein you in sometime. Right, fair enough. Uh, for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>